Welcome back to the second part of Love Fib. You know, from from the beginning, Viv, I could always tell that you were a true empath, right? Yeah. You always yeah. cared so much about the people that that were working for you, for your employees, for everyone around you. And I mean, you could really tell that you cared. You actually yeah. gave a shit, one hundred percent, and that um everybody was welcome. Mm-hmm. You gave the best hugs. And you yeah, always made okay. people laugh and you always, every interaction, you made people feel good about being them. And just as a company, I mean, <clears throat> you know, I think back on my 40, 45 years of working, I'd never felt that before. And, yeah. you know, I, like I said before, I feel fortunate. You know what? I worked for a once in a lifetime company mm-hmm. It made me a better person. I have yeah. the best friendships from that company. Um, it just made me a better human. So, but I think it did that. I think it ultimate did that for everyone that walked in that door. Though, yeah. I think the the biggest thing compliment I ever got was people walking in the door. Orientation says, "If you're not big from day one, I feel like everyone was here to help me. Yeah, like everyone was good here to help me succeed. And every company I worked for, everybody, no one wanted to help me because they were all in fear of their role, of their job. Like, I'm not going to give you all this information because you might replace me one day. Like, ultimate, like, I remember the UPS guy coming in and FedEx people and says, this, everyone's so happy here. Yeah. Like, it's not rocket science. And I, and it's so hard to convince organizations to, to actually get it. Where if you really take care of your people who are taking care of you and you make sure they're happy and you run by exception and not the rule of like, and I told that to everybody, I told my entire team, we run by exception. So if someone needs something and that's not the policy that that we did, mm-hmm. we are okay to break that policy. But we, everybody's individual, everybody has their story. And if we go beyond and beyond, I remember so much. And I remember Bob Manny telling me, Viv, you're setting out a president. I don't give a fuck if I'm setting a president. Mm-hmm. This is an individual <laughs> who has expired their 12 weeks of leave, who we've paid for, who still is either A, dying, or they're in a situation that it's like, that's where the human side comes yeah. in, right? Like, let your humanity, let your heart take care of your people versus your financials. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do that. And like, we, t- I can tell you so many exceptions we did. But you know what? That itself is your brand. Mm-hmm. That word gets out and you don't have to say it. I mean, at the leadership, we don't have to say a word. Let the people talk who have been affected so many times, so many individuals that they were the exception. You know, I'm going to get crying. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Way to go, dirty Skittles. Way to I, go. Look, look, I am innocent. I do it to myself. I do it to myself because I know all the stories I know the heartbreak and I know the camaraderie. Like I remember Mm -hmm. like after somebody lost someone or someone in a hardship, the biggest compliment I would always get was like right away, a peep would send me an email or call me says, Viv, can we do something to help? And I, you know, when I said, you all are empowered, it can't be just ultimate at top. You are all empowered and should feel responsible that Mm -hmm. we all got to come together to help each other. 
through good times, through the bad yeah. times, but we all got to come together and help each other. Till this day, that still happens. Oh. It, it, it really, really, really does. And it's so interesting to hear you speak about this now because I can't, like if somebody was to sit me down and say like, can you tell us exactly how they did it? How they made this yeah. family? Because we all are, like that's the only way I can describe it is that Ultimate was a family of like somehow yeah. the same people that were uniquely different, right? And I don't know how you guys did it other than you you had action, right? Like your action mirrored your words yeah. and it was felt and still till still to this day we will recognize each other we're like you're an ulti peep without even maybe having worked with them before that feeling is still there like we all still kind of hold on to it so but you know yeah. what the biggest That's thing i've gone probably in the last year i've gone through three funerals of peeps who have passed and it just it just touches my heart every time i see peeps from everywhere where there's more peeps than family i mean there's a lot of family there but that majority of that room is peeps, mm -hmm. peeps who have gone, peeps who have retired. Yeah. Everybody just comes together. And that bond, it's just so hard because I get asked millions of times like, well, how do you do it? I'm like, you know what? I, I don't, it's not like, it's not like I sought out to intentionally create this. Right. It's, it wasn't intentional. Like, you know, we did more benefits because we'll get on the rating. Like we, we didn't apply for a rating until 12 years later after Ulti was done that we then will apply to best places to work because Linda Miller, VP of marketing, thought it would be good for the business. But even when we applied for the best places to work, that Sherm thing, we, by the way, we were small. We had been in business 12 years, but we just let the employees, it was, I, I actually remember it was a book and it was in their, in their, in their voices. It was employees just telling stories. And that's what we submitted, obviously. And we had data and stuff to put in and we ranked number 12, the first time we ever submitted I said, oh my God, this was easy. We didn't do it. I didn't do anything. It was just because the same thing. It was, that was something that we did from the day, first day. That's just who Scott mm -hmm. and I believe, thank God our values matched. And we just treated people like humans. Like, right. And, and we always made them, no matter when we didn't have any, it was never about financials. It was never about not having enough money. It was always about what's the right thing to do? Right. Who needs our help? Who needs an exception? And if, again, look, I terminated a lot of people. But I terminated a lot of people who gave me hugs and cried knowing that they know they just couldn't do that role. Yeah. Um, but we did it the right way, right? I, I put them on a progressive. We talked to them. I had them in my office. It's like, look, this is what you guys just need to perform. Like, But sometimes we hired wrong. We hired people that couldn't do their jobs. That It wasn't their fault. We put them in a role. They could not succeed. Um, but we also gave them an opportunity to find something else. Or is do you have skill sets that maybe could be good in another position? Who I've had that a lot, who thrive in another role because we put them in a different position. But again, it all goes back to that human value mm -hmm. of caring for people. And yeah. even I'm I used to have conversations, look, you're in a PIP. I was like, I'm just telling you, it's not gonna work out. <laughs> it's like yeah. you can't do it. And they understood and it was fine. But I still gave them severance. I still kept their healthcare to the end. Like there's that human factor that you, these are people, right? You know, these are the same thing. When I heard an ADP cuts your healthcare the day you leave and you're, you don't get any severance. I'm like, that's insane because I have appointments for my kids scheduled in two weeks. I don't have healthcare now and I don't have a paycheck. Like where's the humanity in right. businesses? And right. that's what I thought that I didn't want Alti to be like that. So I made Alti to be like nothing else 
or we're just more of the humankind. And, and, and there's so much research when you do that and you, that's, that's where your loyalty, dedication, everyone has, how do you get them all so loyal? You know, there were people that I walked around on new year's Eve on Christmas Eve, Thanksgiving and support was on calls. You know, this very well. And mm -hmm. I mean, they wouldn't hang up, not because they had to, but because they wanted to, right. they wanted to help that mm -hmm. customer because they were working for Alti and Alti was in their hearts. Mm -hmm. And I said, go home. Like, no, I will after this last, that is priceless. Mm -hmm. And it was because they wanted to people check on emails. I would send emails on weekends because that was my time that I had to think, but I never expected responses. And I have all these people responding. Like, what are you doing? Responding like, Viv, why wouldn't I? It be, but because they wanted to, no one would ever say, yeah. well, I sent you an email on Monday, you know, on Friday at three, I didn't get an email to Monday. Like you're, because that's, that's what ultimate did to people. It made them, they gave them a purpose and they felt truly a community and a family that everything we, and I made it very clear. And you girls know at new mm -hmm. hire, it was like, we all got to work very, very hard because the more benefits and this home that we created, mm -hmm. now it's all our responsibility to keep it going. So your dedication and your work and you're going above and beyond to every customer and you know the customers loved all the peeps. Like you all have the responsibility. It isn't just a senior leadership. All of us have a responsibility to take care of the family. And that just embedded our responsibility by each individual. I mean- I don't know. It's hard. Everyone says, Viv, write a book. I, say, I don't even know where to start or what to say because it's hard to put into words or in writing other than it's just magical. And it wasn't just leadership. It was every individual we brought in. I know you brought in people. Right away, they got called out by peeps if they weren't a right fit. <laughs> and it, they were out. If you weren't a right fit and we made a mistake, someone made a mistake hiring you, you were out. Yeah. You, were, you were out graciously, but you were out. <laughs> Because we're not going to protect the house. Other. You're yeah. a house. We're protecting We're the house. And I have to say, it's funny you say protect the house because after, which I know we'll get to, but after everything played out the way it did, those words haunted yeah. me for days where I was like, she was telling us we got to protect this fucking house. And But and they still do. They, they still do. do. They do 100%. My team Still that protect the now, house. What that house means. Exactly. And the house wasn't, I think it transformed because at first when you're in Ulti, you saw ultimate as the house then when yeah. ultimate was no longer there we were the house like our family was a house so yeah i i oh, have to that's say the same thing that there are people that have left that left um ultimate and moved on to other companies and now practice the same values yeah that you instilled yeah. in all of us yeah life-changing that's the life biggest compliment life-changing mm -hmm. I, I i will tell you it there are leaders out there today that took your words seriously oh, yeah. Yeah. and and made their companies special because of you yeah. because they you. they believed everything that you taught us and yeah. ingrained in us and <clears throat> i recently read a post where they called you the ultimate mother because you were like a mom to all of us yeah. at some point right good the good the bad the ugly you know, you you took us under your wings and made us the people we are today. Yeah. You know, I started way back in 2008 and, you know, I recently retired and moved on to another company. <clears throat> but I took on everything that I learned from you guys, everyone. And I instilled that in my day-to-day -day life. 
And I'm fortunate to work for a company now that has those same values. It's like a very tiny mini ultimate software. <clears throat> but when I was looking after retirement, I was looking for a, a place that was more about culture than it was about money. Yeah. And I found that and I'm so forever grateful for you. That makes you, me happy. <laughs> you actually, you have no idea um, how grateful I am to you and to Ultimate and to all my friends. I have friends that are lifelong friends now. I mean, Dirty Skittles and I wouldn't be doing this podcast yeah. if it wasn't for you. I mean, this is our, our kind of our way of giving back. Yeah. But the same thing, like for me, the only friends I have in my life are peaks. My best friend came out of Ulti was Cecile. My sister, I never had Debbie, is a sister to me. The amount of friendships, of bonds and relations I have, those who have gone who are still there, it's like my happiness, my, remember, you're gonna cry again. Mm -hmm. from, from a little girl who didn't feel loved to create a place where I'm so overly loved, Put yourself in my place, how overwhelming yeah. that my heart was. So how could I not give back to these people who loved Ultimate, who loved Scott, who loved the, the leadership, like that love there. But I know it's like the same thing. I was put on this earth and I think Scott and I were brought together on this earth to create Ultimate. Mm -hmm. I don't, I can't even imagine what it would have been if Scott would not have brought me in. I, I, we talked about it several times, like it would have been a mess. Um, but the fact, again, I'm a big believer of karma and the, and the energies of the universe. I'm not a religious person. I'm very spiritual. But at the fact that I was laid off and the date I'm laid off, I have lunch with a man who lets me create ultimate the way I wanted to. Because I could have, Scott could have been a fucking CEO who I could have. There's a lot of HR professionals out there who the CEO don't let them do anything. I've talked to many yeah. customers. Who I've who I've presented to, they say I want to do. He goes like, Viv, you just convinced me that I'm in the wrong company because my CEO doesn't let me do anything of this." I'm like, "Yeah, you then life is too short. You should leave." Mm -hmm. Um, but I, to have that blessing, that Scott didn't question anything I did, had no clue what I was doing. I was said, "We're gonna roll out IBF." He goes, "All right, good." Doesn't know what IBF is. He doesn't know our <laughs> benefits. So every time he talked to our product, like, "Well, you gotta talk. You wanted to call it trim benefit. You gotta talk to Viv." So, but we all, he was clear on what his role was. I was very clear on what my role was. All the leaders knew exactly what they had to do. But the fact that I had that liberty and that gift that I can do whatever I wanted to do at Ultimate and, and give that back and do that for people who were so amazing and dedicated, brilliant people. Everyone we brought in was, they added so much to the business. Yeah. And then on top of that, even if they weren't, and I had so many people who said, you know, Biff, I never ever thought about giving so much to charity or participating. Like it feels good, but everything we create, even if we've changed mindset on either women or the gay community or on vets, like, and I made, I, we were so vocal and transparent what, what our values were and what we believed in at New Hire. And I told it very clearly at New Hire. This is what we believe in. And I went through a 30 minute spiel on my communities of service. I said, if you don't support this, if mm -hmm. you don't believe this, then this is not the place for you. And that's okay, but you should leave. Yeah. Cause we need to bring people who are gonna believe in this and who are gonna make us stronger. Don't don't stay here if this is not what you believe for a paycheck and a, like with the benefits, don't do that. 
because you're not doing us any benefits, then leave. But I made it very clear. And I think when that tone is from the top, from the very beginning, it makes an awareness. And the same thing, we went into so much of LGBT and it's like, it's just, I, I, I cannot tell you the countless emails and hugs I've gotten from people. By the way, and this was before I knew my kids were gay, both of them. <laughs> um, I'm like, oh my God, oh, you gotta be kidding me because I had no clue. So I did all this stuff because the same thing, it goes back to the humanity of everyone is this, it's everyone has something to contribute and everyone deserves to be loved. They doesn't care what color, how you look, what your religion or who do you love? Like who fucking cares? Just we're all people here on this earth right. and we're here. We don't know how long we're here. Life is very short, but don't hate. There's no hate at ultimate. There was never any hate involved and we just didn't tolerate anyone who there was injustice and if, if i got a if i got a complaint about someone by the way in my 30 years now i think of it, i never got anything i got a lot of employee relations issues but never one <laughs> who an lgbt person came to me and said they didn't they got a comment that wasn't never once in 30 years I got other stuff. I got sexual harassment shit. So obviously <laughs> men suck, but never about gender or I, it wasn't about that. Everyone just felt welcome. And I think I always focus more on that underdog or that marginalized person. And I want to make sure I intentionally went after that and intentionally focused on those marginalized and said, we'll take you. And that had to be the secret sauce, man. That had to be the secret sauce. Yeah. And it showed every single day, every yeah. single day that I showed up for work. <clears throat> you know, I, like I said, I'd never felt so loved being able to be so open and never felt like I needed to hide who I was because it wasn't going to happen. Because by and that a lot time, of people, a lot of people had families who they're going to go to, but I wanted to make sure they could come to us. Yeah. You're, you're safe here and you're loved here. Yeah. And you belong here. That's what I, but again, I think that's, maybe it's me. I don't know. I think that's just as humans should be. No. Well, I mean, I just don't, I can't compromise how anyone's would not be like that. It's just hard for me. When I say it has to be you, I think you, you could tap into the good in people. And I think that that's a uniquely skill set that you had in the group of individuals starting Ultimate. So I think you yeah. you could pick up on who are the right people and give yeah. them a chance. And I think that that's, that's where the secret sauce is. And so for the listeners that don't know Ultimate Software, weren't fortunate enough to work for Ultimate Software, it may sound like this wonderful place to be. And it, and it truly was. I can't think of a bad day I had there. Like we all trusted each other. We felt empowered. We felt welcomed. So sitting where we are today ultimate software is no longer can you tell us how you went from having this love and 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 how fulfilling that was to then where you are now because it it couldn't have been an easy ride mm. yeah it was probably one of the hardest things i've been through and i've been through two, two divorces um it was it almost broke me for several reasons um but i i knew towards the end after 30 years, A, I knew I wasn't, I went, I didn't want to die at my desk. Mm -hmm. um, I know Scott wanted out. He was tired. I was tired. I also felt like I had nothing else to accomplish. I loved, loved, loved our people. But business-wise, I was like, it, 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 I didn't feel it anymore. Um, and I knew my daughter was trying to get pregnant. 
Um, and I knew that I was just want to dedicate to my grandchild. And and plus I, w- I was just tired and I didn't have that. I didn't have a, I didn't have a drive anymore. Like, you know, best place to work. Well, it was like, it just didn't drive. It's been 30 years of me driving and driving and driving and driving. I loved it, but it's just, I felt very complacent at that point. And I know Scott was super tired. Anyway, long story short, H&F came to us the end of 2018, early 2019, really hard pressed. Wanted to buy us and me and my naive mind um, got in the early talking and we started talking to H&F. And it's funny because I knew higher orientation was the first time I met H&F group and it was a group of like 10 guys and I had no idea who they were. And I said, where are the women here? Why aren't there any women here? They're all guys. And then I find out, fuck, it was H&F. I don't give a fuck anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, you know, when Scott started saying, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to go private. And, you know, he had the whole talk. Scott, I know, was tired. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his uh, logical next step was to make Adam CEO. So he was going to be co-CEO because Scott didn't want to take on anymore. I know he was physically, yeah. mentally, I mean, emotionally, all of us, we were we were nonstop. Our, li- our private lives was ultimate. Mm-hmm. And um, so they came to him and they said, we want to go private. And I said, oh, great. That's, we're going to go private. I mean, the stock was soaring. Yeah. Um, stock was just, it, it was just insanity, especially someone where we went out at $10 and I saw the stock go at $2. So like, this is insane. This is, how does this happen? This is crazy. Um, so they, he said, no, we're going to go private. I'm thinking, oh, great. And then, you know, I don't be CEO or private, but in my mind, naive mind, I thought, well, we're public now. We're going to go private, meaning we're just not on NASDAQ anymore. Mm-hmm. I didn't comprehend that we were selling our company. Mm-hmm. Um, so Scott, we're talking. We could talk to HNF. They brought a whole team together. What else? I knew already that I said, all right, if we want to go private, I'm I'm done. I actually said, I'm Scott, I'm done because Isa, Isa is now my daughter's pregnant. Mm-hmm. She gives birth in October. Like, I'm done. I brought had Kathleen. I said, we need to look for a cheap people officer. So in March of at Connections, I told HNF, like, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. So Scott's plan was, I'm going to stay for a year, year and a half, and then I'll transition out. I said, perfect. You know, if you stay, you can do it. I'm, I'm out. Um, and then when he said, we're going private, I said, All right, we're having conversation. We're going private. And he goes, yeah, they're buying us for 11 bill. I said, well, what do you mean they're buying us? Because no, they're, we're selling the company. I said, what do you mean? What do you mean we're selling the company? It was just the naive. I didn't know mm. what he was talking about. I thought we were just not going to be on NASDAQ. And I just started bawling. Aww. I just started crying. I broke because I felt like, what do you mean you're selling our company? I'm mm-hmm. like, again, it's a baby to him and I. It's It was just, he said, Viv, if, if you don't want to sell it, if, if you're not just, I won't do it. Mm-hmm. But I knew that was the only way he, he we could leave. Mm-hmm. So it took me about two weeks to compose myself crying. And then the soon and then the guilt, because, you know, nobody knows anything and the guilt of telling him doing new hire. Oh, we're great. Mm-hmm. Knowing what's going in. My heart was breaking. I'm like, I, we got to get this done. I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. So my team was the first one I told. Anyway, long story short, I was leaving at the end of the year, December 2019. And Scott says, you know, I told HNF, I, I'm not staying here either. I'm not doing it. He couldn't stay. I, I wasn't there, whatever. Mm-hmm. As if I know both leave that Mark was leaving, but Mark already had a foot out the door. Mark was nowhere to be seen anyway. So we laughed, which was oh, the last new heart was so emotional. I was, it was an emotional, it was emotional departure, but I knew still, I still felt now I'm leaving, but I am still here. You know, I'm coming yeah. back and I'm seeing all my people and I'm still going to be involved. 
pandemic happened. Yeah. So now I leave, right? The pandemic is happening. So now no one's going to see anybody. On top of that, I break up with Scott <laughs> in March of 2020 because I knew the bond that kept Scott and I together was ulti. Mm-hmm. You know, we had personal issues and I, I knew he wasn't, I wasn't being loved the way I wanted to be mm-hmm. loved, but it's okay because I have ultimate. And I had my people who love me. Mm-hmm. So if I didn't feel loved by Scott and he's a great man, I admire him, I respect him. I will always love him, mm-hmm. but I couldn't, he couldn't, he just, he wasn't capable of loving me the way I needed to be loved. Mm-hmm. But I found that at ultimate, right? So it was my people. So now I left ultimate. We're in the middle of pandemic and not seeing people hugging people. I've left Scott. I got to leave Boca and find a house. There's nothing real estate because no one's showing their houses. And now my daughter and my five-month-old granddaughter are living with me. So I got it. So it was, it was, it was, I reached a really low, low place in my life where I had this child that I had for 30 years and I felt I was the queen of the kingdom mm-hmm. where everybody loved me. And I felt the love. And it was, again, it goes back to the trauma of feeling loved to not being loved at all. Yeah. To sure. I am to that little girl crying again mm-hmm. and not feeling loved again. Um, and I was going a lot, expressing my stuff to my daughter. And I thought that wasn't fair. And I was, I, I've never cried so much every night. I, I cry myself to sleep every night by myself, just cry and cry and then the things that went on through my head of ultimate and the guilt that I felt then leaving ultimate. Now, as soon as we left, they announced the merger. Like, what have we done? So it was that guilt that I know he's felt it, but I'll only speak for me. But of, I fucked everybody. Mm. You know, look what we did. Like these people came to ultimate that they were not going anywhere else other than ultimate. They were going to retire like, look what we've done. You know, was it, was it selfish of us to not want to do this anymore? It wasn't about the money because we didn't need more money, but look what we did to these people. We've changed her, you know, their, their value, their, their lifestyles. Like we've, we've impacted their lives and not in a good way. So here I am, someone who's a people pleaser. Mm. So the guilt of seeing what's slowly trickling and happening and not hearing good things, you know, mm. never in my mind would I have thought that it would happen like it happened. Like it was an adjustment, fine. But then I started, I mean, every to this day, every time I hear of a layoff, it just, you know, me crying. So what I can say, Viv, is that you can't take this on, on your own, <clears throat> you know, because the lessons that you taught all of us, literally, in the 15 years that I worked at Ultimate, now I, and I will keep saying this, I you taught us how to protect our house, how to protect us, how to protect our team, our friends, our family. And to this day, that still happens. They took every single word that you said to heart and every single day, the, the people that came from Ultimate still preach that, protect this house. And they're protecting each other, their teams, everything. And so you can't, you, you can't, I know you feel guilty, yeah, but don't, because you taught all of us. Still, I can tell day, you, there's no blame, right? Like we all, I don't want you to think that anybody holds ill will, right? Like we, there's no, not, I know, yeah. I know, but it, but it doesn't help me still feeling that. Yeah. 
So I said, you know, I, I need help. I need help. I need, um, I need someone to talk to me to, you know, cause the same thing, I felt so powerful because I was able to do so much for people. I just felt powerless. Yeah. I felt like question, what's my purpose now? You know, I have a beautiful five month old granddaughter, which I love and God, I love that little girl who saved me. But what's my purpose? Is this it? I'm 57 years old, 58 years old, turned into January. Is this it? I went from, you know, being at the top of now I'm managing all these people and loving all these people. Like I have nothing. I felt like I had nothing. And again, it goes back to me needing to be loved. I didn't have that. So I went to therapy for a year and a half where it probably took a year and a half for me to stop feeling guilty about what happened to to the peeps of me dealing with Scott and I separation, who's a 18 year relationship, questioning why, why did I stay? Why, you know, was there a lot of anger, a lot of resentment? So I had to heal through that. And also a sense of responsibility. And now I have my daughter and my, now I have two grandkids and my, her wife now living with me, you know, it's that now I'm on my own again. And, and you know, that's just that adjustment of its life. So my therapist says, babe, can we talk about everything that you've gone through and look how great you've done? I, but I kept telling her like, yeah, but I feel like I should be doing something. And then on top of that, A, people finding out that I left Scott. And it was like, oh my God, I can't believe you left Scott. And he's so great. Like, he is great, but he wasn't great for me. He's a great guy. <laughs> he's not great for me at good times, but he just couldn't love me the way I, it's just, but it's hard because everyone had this image of Scott and Viv, Scott and Viv. So that was hard to do. And then I had a lot of pressure feeling from people like, well, Viv, what are you going to do now? Or what are you going to do now? I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't Enjoy know. Life. I've done all these for 30 years, but you know, for anyone who's retired, fully retired, it's hard, especially what you've been in. It's not just me. It's happened anybody who's been you know, had their own company or they did this or this was their passion and then it's gone. So it, it was so much adjustment where I just hit rock bottom where it's a lot of crying, a lot of loneliness, a lot of who am I? Because I know my identity is not Viv from Ultimate Software. I am also just Viv. Um, so everyone I did, but for 30 years, you're identified as Viv from Ultimate Software. So that's hard now, you know, Ultimate. So it, it's taken me a year and a half of my therapy with an amazing therapist. And I see key is, and it was hard because it was hard for me also to be very vulnerable and honest about what I was feeling because she knew also my story about Ultimate Software. So it was hard to say, this is what I'm feeling. I feel like nothing. I feel like I have no purpose. Um, I feel like, what do I do now? Is this my life? Like, I have nothing now. Um, so she was great and, you know, comforting me and reiterating and also delving into a lot of learning a lot why I was that people pleaser. Mm -hmm. You know, why was, why are you, why was I such a people pleaser understanding now? I understand why I was people pleaser because I wanted to be loved because I didn't have that growing up. I also too, I learned a lot about setting boundaries because my son and I also had a fallout during the pandemic. Um, or again, we deal with anxiety different ways. And I also learned too, that I didn't set boundaries with those closest to me because it was fear of losing them. You know, I lost my mom. I so it was again because I needed to be loved. Like I'm not going to tell anything to my daughter, or my or my son, or even Scott that this bothered me because they might not love me now. So if I say something, so but that's so bad because I think it just builds resentment. 
And many times with my, even especially my son, like I get to a point that you just take me to the top, even with Scott, that I just blew up. I just mm-hmm. blow. I just yeah. blow because it's like you fill a balloon, you fill a balloon, you fill a balloon. And it just, I just go. And I've learned so much through therapy that it's okay to have boundaries with those you love. And they're not going to stop loving you because you say, you know what you said really hurt me. And now I've learned so much and I feel so much better with myself of not to have that resentment, not to build. And with my son, I learned that a lot because through the years, he hurt me a lot unintentionally mm-hmm. and I just didn't say anything. So then when I did blow up, it was like, you did this, you did this, and this is how I feel. It's like, well, why didn't I just say anything? Yeah. So it was just a year and a half of learning a lot about me, a year and a half of survival. Um, right? And here I am, someone who, right? I'm employee relations. I was advising everybody. And it's hard being at the top because now you have no one to talk to. So that's why I think therapy is so critical for those and there's no shame, especially at leadership people who don't go. You should definitely, everybody I think should mm-hmm. go to therapy Agreed. once in their life. Um, but it was a lot of year and a half, right? Also didn't have that guilt with ultimate. I feel my heart breaks every time yeah. I see changes or people losing their jobs. Or, but I also know, and it took me a long time and a lot of peeps talking to me to say, Viv, but look what we had. Look what we experienced. Look at the look at the friendships we have because of that experience. Mm-hmm. There's so many people that could never have experienced ultimate ever in their life. So that has helped me heal where I don't feel so guilty anymore. And it has been the peeps. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm Because <laughs> they're not once, they are so grateful for that experience. And for me too, who I have all the relationships that I have and that I have, 6,000 people that are still to me considered family that not one has ever said, you know, you guys suck. You sold the company. Look, now we all got screwed. Not on the contrary. So that reassurance from them and that gratefulness from them has meant the world to me because it has helped me heal in my guilt feeling like, why, why did we do this? And I don't think I would have changed anything. I probably would have gone private equity, maybe. Um, I don't know. But um, yeah, I just think, again, it was just a part of my healing process. And now I'm good saying, no, I'm not doing anything. I'm enjoying the rest of my life. Yeah. For a long time, it wasn't like, now I'm like, fuck it. I don't, I don't have to be doing anything. I, <laughs> exactly. I think I've done enough. Yes. <laughs> I think I've done enough. I'm exhausted. I really want to live life because I might not be here tomorrow. So Amen. that's where anybody who says, Viv, do you want to go? And like, yeah, like, but you don't know where we're going yet. I don't care. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Because I might, again, that comes to my mom who passed away at night 37. And I tell my kids and my kids like, mom, you're nonstop now. Like you're always doing something. You're always going somewhere. I say, yeah, because I love to do this now. And tomorrow's not guaranteed. I might not be here tomorrow. And I know Cecile, um, who's been my, my best friend now says, do you want to go to Bali? I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. If not now, when? Like, we're going to Bali. Like, I might not be here tomorrow. So we're going to Bali in February. We're going to Costa Rica in three weeks with nine, nine of us who are girls. Love that. Who seven of us are were from the Machu Picchu clan when we did 22 yeah. of us. So seven of us in during the pandemic, the local ones, there were seven of us. I said, girls, I'm going crazy. I need to see people. Like, let's just <laughs> do a getaway, the seven of us. And then we added two more outside of Machu Picchu. So nine of us have done a girl's trip for four years now, every oh, year. Nice. 
So three weeks we're off to Costa Rica. Again, it's like those relationships and that gift that we mm -hmm. all of us have gotten from Alti is priceless. We're never going to find that. It's not. And I think for everyone too is they keep chasing another Alti. It's hard. It's never going to be another Alti. Never going to be another one. Never. Never. It'll be close, but never be another. But think it's of never. all we got because of Alti. I know. Um, yeah, that's the biggest gift I got from Alti. For sure. It's all the people. Yeah, that's this is something that I will take away from this is that I think before I would probably bittersweetly think about it whenever we had a new hire that would say, oh, tell us about, you know, and it was like an ulti memory. But now and I think G-Rex, I think you said it when you and I were talking the other day where like we're so happy that we had the opportunity to work at Ultimate. And I'm like thinking about it now. I'm like, that's probably my favorite part of my career so far. Right. Like that's, yeah. that's not something I should think bittersweet on. Like that's almost something I'm proud of now from having yeah. this conversation. It's just, yeah, we were lucky. I, we're lucky I have here. to say, I have to say that, that, you know, when I was going through my mental breakdown and, you know, during my healing, <clears throat> when I reached out to you, you were, you gave me nothing but patience and grace and you lifted my heart and, you know, <clears throat> really helped me to, find that inner strength and um i really appreciated it like you know how i said uh journey skittles was gonna fangirl on you well i'm gonna fangirl for a few minutes <laughs> because um when i decided to take my early retirement you were the first person i reached out to to make sure mm -hmm. that it was a good package and you know part of my my mental breakdown was that going into retirement like you know i had been working for 45 years and then i was like what the fuck am i gonna do now <laughs> and you know, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. You know, back in October, the podcast was never in my wheelhouse, and you know, I'm so thankful that we have this now because we can share these stories with people every day, and we get to normalize how we talk about mental health because to me that's super important. And the lessons that you taught me, and I, I hold very true to my heart, and especially my wife. Um, she wanted to sit down on that conversation today, but she'll get to listen later on. She she loves you so very much. Mm. And um, you will always be a big part of my family and my, my heart. And um, you were so excited when we told you we were going to Europe for three weeks. And I was. That was. Um, Makes me so happy. And a lot of those ulti dreams that I feel like people got a chance to do. I got so many emails, everyone with the stock going up and the payout. And that people live, I have my ulti house and the mm -hmm. ulti, you know, college paid for my kids. And ulti, and I see now on Instagram and social media, and I see people going, these, taking these amazing, beautiful trips. And like, I'm like, like that, what's, that's part of my healing process. That's mm -hmm. part that I feel good about what we did versus bad about what it's become, which is still not bad. It's not, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to talk about it about UKG. Um, they do what they got to do is just sometimes I don't agree how they do it, but um but there's still, still a lot of peeps there and, mm -hmm. and and the same thing of the fact that we changed so many people's lives and to see so many people being able to retire mm -hmm. like ultia did a lot of that like these people wouldn't have that stuff it weren't for ulti and the house i went through something like this is the house ulti built look mm -hmm. my kids my kids, kids lives are changed. are you kidding me my kids lives are ulti kids isa was five months old and she knows that if they if it weren't before ultimate, they don't take it for granted one day because they would not have the life they have and my grandkids have their life. Like all of us had a piece of you know ulti that changed our lives forever. But again, it's it's not the monetary things, it's just the friendships that we have that no matter where we go and 
to be able to do this. And I, I talk to peeps every week, every week. I talk to people who just check up in on me or I've had trips with them. We've had dinners. I actually have dinner next week with Kathleen Pye, who worked for me and she's taken the ulti way. She's so great because Viv, she's taking it with her and she's making that ulti way where she is. I mean, that's the biggest compliment the gift I can have of that people has taken it in. And it's not about the leadership as, you know, those peeps left that ulti, even whatever's happening at the top, they're still family. That ulti family is still there. Yeah. I don't care what anybody does. It's that true. ulti family is still there. That culture amongst the peeps is still strong. That Nothing's ever going to change that. Nothing will ever change that. In or out of ulti, that will always stay strong. And, and even with all the layoffs, um, you know, just in our like ulti group, ulti for life group, right? You yeah. can see all these people yeah. reaching out to help everybody else out, not just on Facebook, but on LinkedIn and reaching out personally and checking in. And you know what? You taught us yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Protect the house. And yep. it will, yeah. it, it's instilled in me for life, no matter where I go, no matter what I do. Um, you know, I'm so forever grateful for you. You're an amazing friend. Yeah, thank you, Viv. Thank you. And you. We, we just love you so much. And We do. Just keep being you, man. Go out there and fucking like. I don't know day, how to be man. any other way. I don't know how to be <laughs> any other way. I don't. If I tried it, I I just don't know. I don't know how to be any other way. I just don't understand when people and organizations are like that. It's just I did consulting for nine months after Alti again, thinking, you know, I can still do this. Yeah, I can still. Do this. And then I, but then I thought, like, you know, I'm working for someone now, and this, I mean, the CEO was, was a great guy, but it's. This typical corporate America, it's like, you know, you really don't care about your people. <laughs> you want a quick band-aid and here we did this and all right, let's say they should be happy. Like that doesn't work like that. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. <laughs> don't pay for their kids' insurance and then say, you know, now they're happy. Okay, we're good. No, you're not good, dude. It's an it's work. It's every interaction you have with people every day, every every word you may say matters, every action. It's it's just a lot of people don't get it. And that's you know, unfortunately, it's sad. So I'm, you know, hoping that the peeps take it to other places they go and try to instill it. It's not the leadership amongst other people and try to just make people fucking kinder, man. Just yeah. Yeah. people respect and care for one another. Stop the hate and just, you know, we don't know how long we're on this earth. And I, the biggest thing is when we leave, like they do make a difference for others. And I think I have. And yeah, now it's just keep enjoying ourselves and be there for each other. That's all that matters is then that peep family doesn't matter. 6,000 still strong. will always be strong. doesn't matter where we go. They're still strong. We will. Thank you. We thank love you, you so much. Love I you, love, love you, you girls. Love you. We love you too. Love you to all so, my peeps. Can you, uh, I love that. Wait, say wait, that again. Wait, yeah. Say it again without us interrupting you. Love to all my peeps. Love you. Love you. Love you. Always love. protect the house. Love you all. It's okay to be not okay. Just make sure you're talking to someone.